Welcome to the Misadventures of the Young Adult Podcast. I'm your host, Doreen. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of The Misadventures. Um, this episode, we're going to be talking about toxic relationships. So people have shared some stories that they've had about toxic relationships that they have been, be it with their family, their friends, or even just uh, dating relationships too. So stay tuned to hear what people had to say. Hey guys, what's up? What's up? You know, I was thinking about the bi-weekly update and I realized that my life's actually extremely boring. Like, I really do nothing with myself. But I can say the highlight would probably be uh, last Friday. I went out with some of my friends. We went to a club and, uh, and it was just a good time. I don't normally go out. So for me, I guess that was kind of different. And I really appreciate uh, my friend, my friend Sammy. She, she's the one who dragged me out, basically. Because I said no twice. Then the third time, I was like, all right, let's go. Let's go yeet. And I ended up having a really good time. And, you know, I guess it kind of just taught me, hey, um, it's good to have fun sometimes. And, you know, go out of your comfort zone. I mean, I mean, I might not drink, I might not smoke, I might not do all that stuff, like, heavily. It doesn't mean I can't do it occasionally. So, hey, YOLO, I guess. That's what the kids are saying these days. YOLO. <laughs> oh, and I also celebrated my month series, so that's also another highlight. So, yeah, let's, let's move on. Yeah, move on. Moving on. For news piece for this week, um, so much has been going on. Actually, I've been following the news quite closely um, from BBC, Al Jazeera, Twitter, and other news sources that I use. And you know, you know, you all know how Harry and you know Meghan are chilling in <laughs> Africa, just chilling, and they're in Angola. So I, I was thought I was gonna share about that. I was gonna you know share a little bit more about you know some of the other things that are going on, like that girl who's like, how dare you? But I feel, you know, with all of, you know, these things going on in the world, I felt like this week I wanted to share something really positive. And my positive thing for today was I was just browsing through and I, my story, and this story caught my eye was about these 500 men and boys who were freed. And the story behind it really, it was so shocking when I first heard it was that these boys had gone to a school. So this is a, so in the article it said it was a Muslim school, like a boarding school I'm suggesting for them to be like, you know, to be able to stay there and to be under the care of these teachers. So it turns out that some people were there for years, months, and like even from abroad, like coming from other countries, saying that we want to, we want you to go to this school, we want you to focus, we want you to really, you know, excel in your studies. And it turns out that these boys were sexually abused, they were molested, they were beaten, they were hung, they were like all sorts of brutal stuff that you know no kid should ever go through, and. You know, by the grace of God and, you know, the universe, they got rescued. And it was because someone reported suspicious activity. And I was like, wow, like, what are the chances? You know, what in the world are the chances that someone would report this or, like, they would be rescued? Because I feel like as someone who's in that situation, I would lose a lot of hope. But I would say kudos to the people who reported and said, hey, look, this is fishy. Please check it out. Um, we think, you know, this could be going on. 
and honestly even for the boys who are finally back home with their parents i mean thank goodness or like their parents are coming to get them like thank goodness i feel like that was a really good thing that that had happened and for the most part i feel this is a prompt for you guys to really check on each other check that everything's good with one another you know this your schools in your schools in your homes your family just checking on one another and making sure everything's good everything's great and you know even a physical visit would be dope too i'm saying but yeah for the most part that is great news 500 men and boys freed from basically that prison of a school that they went to so that's news piece for this week For this week's podcast, we're going to be hearing stories about toxic circles. Now, toxic circles are basically any relationships that are not good for you, be it with friends, be it with family, or even with your significant other. So today we've got two stories. I'll be sharing one of my own personal stories and we've got another person who submitted theirs. So I really hope you enjoy these stories and you really get something out of them. But most of all, learn from our past mistakes and learn to identify toxicity and its effects or the effects it can have on you so our first story is called cold and it was submitted by oracle val her information is in the description below so it all started when i was born I was born several years after two sisters that were only a year apart. I started off as an outlier. I was cute, cuddly as any baby. My sisters loved me and my parents cared for me up until I was four. And the latter didn't have much time for me and my novelty had worn off on the former. As the years progressed, I was a very lonely child. I became aware that my older sister, my eldest pulled away from her own understandable reasons, didn't like me very much. Everything I did was worthy of shouting and reprimand. I was always being shouted at. Always. Even when I went out of my way to be nice to her, she was nasty to me. She apologized years later and we're growing closer now. But it set a precedent for the kinds of people I ended up attracted to. It said that an abused person will return to her abuser up to seven times before they leave for good or are killed. Once I started school, I would seek out familiarity. What was familiar to me was being belittled, mocked, and scorned. This was my first friend. She was as nice as any first grader at first, but in her, I saw that she was bossy and an attention seeker. As such, I wasn't really allowed to have other friends. Given that she was about seven, though her powers of manipulation were virtually non-existent. I left the school, though, and her. I didn't miss her. Imagine my surprise when I saw her at boarding school nearly seven years later. I was happy to see her. I've never really been one to hold grudges. Anyways, we struck up an easy friendship and things were fun and exciting. We were besties. 
eventually, once she got a boyfriend in her first week and he broke up with her in such a time, I saw that she was deeply damaged. I still don't know what happened to her in those seven years, but it clearly wasn't good. As time went on, she alienated me from the friends I already had. She'd speak down to me and then gaslight me into believing that's not what she meant. Or or she would violate my boundaries more often than not. She taught me to hate myself. I put up with it though, because I knew she had a rough past. Because I was understanding. Because it was familiar. Eventually, enough was enough and I broke things off. She was furious, she didn't care. Then again, there was very little I did care about at the time. So deep was I in depression and suicidal intention that disassociating was just how I was. People would ask why I was so neutral. But the truth is, I was dead inside. You're probably thinking that it didn't take much for me to call quits on this whole life thing, but no. She was the first, but not the last. And there were others between our reunion. I had two friends after that first grade fiasco when I left the school. The next school I went to, I wasn't really close to anyone, even to this day. So when I did latch onto someone, I was pleasantly surprised. They, however, seemed to hate me and the very fact that I was breathing. They would seek me out just to act annoyed that I was even around. It was one that she left, and then it was another one. They had tough upbringings. I understood. It was familiar. Then boarding school came and went, and I changed schools yet again. This time, I had good friends, but I had such attachment issues that no one could alienate from anyone. I was sort of floating around through my friendships. I didn't really get close to that many people, except two girls who remain some of my closest friends. Then off I went to uni, tough as nails with the scars to prove it, physical and otherwise. Then he came along. He was reserved at first, but it turned out we had a lot in common. We grew to spend more time together. I wasn't attached to him, but I felt he was a good friend. Then it started again, the belittling, the mocking, and the alienation. But then he started trying to control me, control what I ate, who I hung out with, where I went, what I watched, everything. But I was different now, not so passive. So he started to fight all the time, screaming matches practically. And then he disappeared and I was overjoyed. But it seemed he blamed me for his disappearance given the phone call I got from one of his friends and tearing me to apologize. I refused of course. I was happy. I had good friends who filled the time he stole and monopolized so I didn't much care about his absence. It was only when I left that he wanted to reconcile, but I'm not very good at forgiving these days. Now, I have great friends, 
But I have my eye on some people and I'm reminded of the foster the people lyric. Sometimes you have to cut the limb to survive. It took me a while to even admit that I was abused for almost my whole life. But I know better now. I hope I'm wrong about this person. But if there's one thing that these people have taught me is that life and the people in it are often archetypal. I can rewrite the story though, flip the script, because no one is allowed to make you feel less than. No one treat you like crap unless you let them. The next story I'll be reading out is my very own story and I call it Lost Frequencies. My story is going to be different. My the person before shared about her situation and being in a toxic relationship, but I'm going to talk about how I was toxic in a relationship and how like I've progressed since then. It all begins with when I first met her at boarding school. She came to sing with her choir and it was it was a good time. It was a great time. Uh, <laughs> we became fast friends, um, talked almost every day. Um, I was in boarding school, she was in day school, so when I go to boarding school, that would, you know, cut off connection for some time, but then we talk again, but we were close, we were close, it was a comfortable thing, we knew each other, we loved each other dearly, and how it all happened was so natural, at this time, I was still kind of trying to figure out my sexuality, but if there was one thing that I was sure for, and sure about, even though everything else was kind of mud, muddled and cloudy, was that I really liked her. And I loved her. And, you know, dating her would be a dream. But there was no way. There was no way that was ever going to happen. But it more or less happened. Well, it wasn't, like, officially happening. But, like, we knew that the friendship we had was more... If It surpassed. It surpassed what a friendship was meant to be. And we loved it. We, we indulged in it greatly. But that was one problem. This is a little controversial. I know that some of you guys listening here might be very strong Christians. Others of you might not be. But in Christianity, in general, the commonly practiced doctrine of homosexuality is that it is against the Bible. I have a different opinion now, especially since I'm more agnostic. But in that moment, when we were together, when we were both quite dedicated Christians, learning Christians, the feelings we had for each other began to superside what religion was saying. And a lot of times, we would sit there and think, yo, look, we need to stop, or we're going to go to hell. And we continued on. I mean, we tried to be friends. We really did. And then it would just fall back into another cycle. A cycle of how much we loved and cared for each other, how much the world, how much we would just wanted to be with and just love and care and cherish each other. But the world we lived in just didn't just didn't allow that. It just it just 
no so he just kept it as it was like repeat the repetitive cycle of we need to stop this or we're still we can still be friends then falling back into the cycle again it wasn't really i mean looking back now i can see how it was toxic as sometimes you would really just i sometimes draw us back to that position where we were yo we need to stop doing this we need to stop pretending that we're married we need to stop pretending that we're in love we need to stop this but we don't because our feelings are just so strong a year and some months will go by still going strong still so in love with one another but i began to realize that there was someone else that she was falling in love with her boyfriend well her now current boyfriend hopefully fiance i'm rooting for them by the way you guys i was broken and i wanted to hang on so dearly to what we had but i had too much respect for her relationship with her boyfriend cuz they were official we were never we were just really close friends and in that being official i was going through a heartbreak and i became the worst person that i have ever seen or known and even in that it took over a year for us to mend all the brokenness that we went through for us about like a year and a half i was falling apart at home things weren't going great my had just been rejected from the university i wanted to go to so i had to stay at home for a couple extra months my relationship with my mom was deteriorating so badly that i would avoid being in the house just to avoid fights every day I even got a part-time job just so I would not be in the house so she would not be able to see me. And that juxtaposed with the fact that I really wanted to still be in a relationship and still be all that I was to her already, I knew that I couldn't. So even when it really came to me trying to be a good friend to her, deep down inside I wanted them to break up because it was selfish because it was her choice to be with him and I had to respect that, but I didn't. So I say you know what she never talked to me about him. She never mentioned his name. Every time I you mention his name I cringe. And I tried to like him and he's genuinely a good dude. Like right now I I'm, I'm like I'm being legit. He's genuinely a good dude. But he never trusted me cuz he knew about the romantic entanglement that the two of us had. And in that it just left us so broken and distant. I would never I was never willing to accept that she chose someone else over me. I was never willing to accept that he was better than me. I was never willing to accept the fact that, you know, that's what she wanted and that I have no right to interfere with that, but I continually did. I would push her so hard sometimes and she would be crying. She wouldn't know what to do. Because I knew she had left my life in a romantic way. but i really wanted to be her friend cuz i knew that she knew things about me that i thought i'd never be able to tell anyone but then that just turned into hurt and resentment and bitterness and we we couldn't we couldn't talk, we we couldn't con- we connected like the connection between us is is so strong like if you were in a room with us you would feel it But I so longed for it to be mine 
not just a friend but i know that that was something that i could never have and just coming to terms with it was just such a painful process so painful that she had to cut me out of her life because every chance i got i would maybe belittle her boyfriend i would try and belittle their relationship i mean i would i mean yo sometimes i would totally be like, oh yeah boy you get it get it yay but i knew that i wasn't happy for her i was not i was i was mad very mad and so that and when we had a really large fight last year in august I remember what she said to me. She said that the world does not revolve around you. You need to think about the people around you as well. It's always Doreen, Doreen, Doreen. It's never anyone else. She was right. It was selfish. I was selfish. I can't argue with her. I was very selfish to think that the whole world revolved around me and my needs. Other people had their needs. And if our needs happened to match and intertwine, then... Yay. But if they didn't, I had to be willing to accept the fact that they didn't. I had to be willing to accept the fact that not everything revolved around me. And it had to take losing. At the time, I lost three very important people in my life. I kicked them out. I was like, I've had enough of all of you. Get out. Because I knew that I was hurting people. And that, that broke me. That scarred me. I went to counseling for it as well part of my counseling I didn't know what to do with myself realizing that I was capable of hurting other people the way I did but I also knew that these things happen in friendships and if the friendship is really worth saving or fighting for you will go back to that person or you guys will come back to each other so I went back and I apologized Apologize for my actions, apologize that I was not a good or a good friend to her for my selfish intentions, for everything that was wrong with our relationship. I can't take 100% of the blame, but I would always be willing to take more than 80%, more than 70. Any, any large number you can think of, I was willing to take up that much responsibility because I did realize that if my actions were different, this would be a different story. I wouldn't be telling you this story right now. And ever since then, I knew that the world doesn't revolve around me, so always looking out for other people and showing them the love and care that I would want reciprocated is the kind of friend that I wanted to be to other people. Learning that as much as I want stuff and I need stuff and I need this, I need that, I want that, I want that. For friendship to really work, you need to be selfless, make compromises, be willing to listen. Be patient. And sometimes you won't get your own way. You might not see eye to eye. But it's the whole idea is are you willing to fight for those relationships? Are you willing to look past your flaws, to look past their flaws? And for them, her, and a lot of other people included, for her to look past those flaws and be like, oh, we might not go back to who you were before, but I know I don't want to lose you. And I still want you to be my friend. I love that. We don't talk as much now, but I know if I, sh- if I shot her a message right now, she'd reply to me. Or if she needs something from me, definitely. Drop her the hat. I'll be there for her. 
Thank you so much for joining me on the second episode of my podcast. I really hope you guys learned something from me and Oracle Val about toxic relationships. Just being able to identify and being able to act accordingly when you are in these relationships all right so if you don't you see your friends or maybe you're the one who's toxic you know just act accordingly just be decent and respectful human beings and realize that you know we all make mistakes other people make mistakes you know you've got to be willing to forgive move on or you know act accordingly to the situation because the one thing that i would never encourage anyone to do is to remain in a relationship where they're undervalued underappreciated and not loved yeah so for the next couple of weeks, um, these are the topics that you can write in for. I will be putting the link down below to the Google document. So feel free to submit your story about stereotypes about your upbringing or happiness in the air or our differences, our strength. Otherwise, next week, you can look forward to a guest on the podcast. And I really hope that you'll be there for that. Otherwise, have an awesome week. And God bless. Hey, let's keep in touch. Uh, you can follow me on my social media, um, Instagram and Twitter. Share the same username, and that is at Doreen MT. So that is at underscore D O R E E N underscore M T underscore. Or you can also email me at the misadventures, yeah, at gmail.com. So that is T H E M I S A D V E N T U R E S Y A at gmail.com. I'm totally looking forward to interacting with you. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave me a comment, drop me a rating, but most of all, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on.